Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Dr. D's Dating Diaries. So you are going to hear a lot of anecdotal dating stories that are really hilarious. And I can't make this stuff up, honestly. But what I want to do with these stories is I want it to be a teaching point and a learning point on what we as women do and what men do and how we can actually work together and actually start dating harmoniously and not have these horrific dating stories come up again. So take the time to listen to this. Have a laugh because I swear to you, I cannot make these stories up. But I also want you to take home a learning point and realize that both men and women have to heal themselves first before they can actually be good partners to one another. This wouldn't be a dating podcast if we didn't discuss the beta male. Now, as I've always said, people often confuse an alpha male with male toxicity, and there's a difference. The male toxicity is what you see, that steroid-pumping, arrogant asshole who thinks he's better than everybody else, who has to go around strutting his stuff. That's not my interpretation of a true alpha male. An alpha male is successful in his own right. He's confident. He's secure with what he is and who he is. And he's not intimidated by a woman who's got a strong personality, who has a successful career or drives a fancy car. Because he has all of those things. And even if he doesn't, he doesn't actually care because those are not important things. So that's the thing about an alpha male. They know their worth. And that's also true of an alpha female. She knows her worth and she doesn't need to take that nonsense from anyone. Yeah, she might be a strong personality. Career-wise, financially-wise, she's extremely successful. She's probably extremely intelligent and can match anybody word for word in terms of wit and intellect. But she doesn't need to show off about it. Neither does an alpha male. I grew up with an alpha male in my family, my dad. Successful family physician, done everything he ever wanted to, took us traveling, drove the fancy cars. So yes, I grew up with fancy cars, a good house, that type of stuff. Still extremely chivalrous, still opens the door for my mom, still will open the door for my uh, for for my uh, for my aunts and uncles will look after the older people, and that's how I grew up, and that's what I'm used to. Oh, and let's not forget, he actually knows how to fix things, change a light bulb, and change a tire, a flat tire. So that's my interpretation of an alpha male and an alpha female, and everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But calling someone an alpha male. Um, when they're actually a toxic male is completely different. And like I said, the toxic male is the one who picks on women, who says that we're going to die alone with our cats, who doesn't cannot tolerate rejection and that type of stuff. And I've gone out on a couple of dates with lots of toxic men and beta males, which we'll come to shortly, and they can't stand rejection. They start insulting you. They say nasty things. They hurl insults because they had their little feelings hurt 
right? An alpha male, and I've gone out on a couple of dates with some of them. And I may not be feeling an attraction to them. They ask me and I say, you know what, I don't think this is going to work. And you know what? They accept it. They're like, fair enough. They go off to their corner. I mean, do they, they, do they ask, do, you, do I feel attracted to them? And I was like, well, no, I'm not feeling that attraction, but it's not you. It just might be that that's just, that's just not for me. It's the same if a guy asks, tells a woman, you know what, I'm not attracted to you. Don't go swallowing your pride in this way and like groveling. That's just not on. If a guy says, hey, you know what, I think we should be friends, just not into you. Sure, do it that way. Don't hope for, oh my God, he's going to be friends with us. And don't get me wrong, I've been there, done that, and I've learned and I've evolved. And that's why I'm hoping that when people listen to this podcast, they actually learn those things and realize sometimes you're just not on the right bandwidth with somebody. And it's okay. It's not their fault. It's not your fault. Now, let's go back to the beta male. They are classic. They pretend to be alpha males. And how you know this is that they will tell you that they are an alpha male. Ladies, gents, if you need to tell someone that you're an alpha male, you are clearly not an alpha male. You are basically a beta pretending in this wonderful society that you're an alpha. Sure, you have a big mouth. You might have a little bit of money. Not a lot, but you think enough of yourselves and you've got a self-inflated ego that makes you think, oh my God, I'm so special. Probably stemmed from the fact that you were a mama's boy and mama told you that you were special all the time. So this particular story is about a guy that I met. Yes, we met online. He was a good couple years older than me. Wasn't my type, but I was like, okay, he's a charmer. Let's go see. Maybe this will work. Now, in all honesty, he lived across the road from me. So this was complete convenience for me, right? And I knew when I met him that I was not interested in a future with him. Just like when some guys meet up with us, they know there's no future. But hey, sometimes we all need some love and attention. And that's what it was going to be for me. But whether I just need love and attention or whether I'm looking for a relationship, I always stipulate if I'm not looking for a relationship, or even if I am, I believe in a monogamous period of time. So I might not think that you are my forever person. But if we are going to have sexual relations for a matter of safety, we should be monogamous for that period of time. And I'm also very open about the fact that if you cannot do that. That's okay. We'll just be friends. We can get along. We can hang out, but there will be nothing else. And that's okay too. So I always put it out there. Now, of course, Mr. Beta male does not believe in that. He immediately says, oh yeah, I'm an alpha male. And you know, you're going to have to compete with me and there'll only be one alpha. Now an actual alpha male will never tell a female with a strong personality that because he doesn't need to. He's not insecure. He's confident in who he is. One of my gay BFFs is a classic alpha male. We are both alphas. And to be honest, when we go out to restaurants, he basically does the ordering of all the food, does the wine pairing and everything. Do I get upset with him? No, I'm quite happy for him to do that. If we're going somewhere else, 
I sometimes plan things. Does he get upset with that? No, he tells me, oh my God, I just love that you actually do that. That's how alphas are actually supposed to be. Not this beta competition thing, I'm better than you. No, that's just not it at all. But they always love to play alpha males and their true colors always show sooner than later. So this guy came, met up with me, took me to dinner. That was really nice. He was chatting and he did the typical love bombing immediately. Now, by this time, I'd gotten used to this and I'd realized he's full of shit and I'm not going to believe anything he says. He And things like this. And ladies, please listen to this carefully because don't believe this hype. This is a lie. When someone's chatting to you and calling you the first couple days and like texting you incessantly and that's allowing your oxytocin and endorphin rush and you feel, oh my God, this is helping me because it helps with your anxiety of dating and it makes you feel valid. Do not need someone else to validate who you are first and foremost. And that takes time to actually evolve and get to that place. All of us have been there, me included. And so you have to learn to evolve to know what your self-worth is before you can actually start letting people in. When I met Mr. Beta Mill, I clearly was not knowing what my self-worth was. I had a lot of healing to do and I hadn't begun my healing journey. And so went out with him. We went out to dinner, had a good time. He was talking. He was saying, oh my goodness, you know, you're so impressive. You're a physician. I admire you for all that amount of studying. I could never have done that. And then went on to show off about how many apartments he has and how he was working in HR. And then he gave up with that. And then he decided that he wanted to actually do real estate and he's managed to do this. Now, um, his white male privilege was showing constantly. I could see that, but I was like, well, I'm just having fun. So I don't really care. And his love bombing was always there where he's like, oh my goodness, you know what? You're just so amazing. You're so beautiful. I really admire you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know what? He might've been genuine, but to be honest, that was just his way of trying to get me into bed, right? He was charming. A lot of men do that. They want to play the game because they think we're playing a game when we tell them that we want monogamy. They actually think that we're playing a game. They think we're playing hard to get. And that's not always the case. Yes, there are some of us who play hard to get, but there are some of us when we tell you something, we're actually speaking the truth. No, I do not want to be sleeping with 10,000 people. I want to have a monogamous relationship. I don't really think that this is going to go anywhere. But while we're having fun, for safety factor, I would prefer for us to be monogamous. That's all you want. And that's a boundary that you may have. That's a boundary that I have. And if someone decides to cross that boundary, you have the right to tell them or even don't tell them. Walk away from it. Why do you need to? You gave them the boundary. They didn't follow it. They didn't respect it. Walk the fuck away from it because they're just not important enough in your life. If people don't respect your boundaries, they don't respect you. That's as simple as that. And it takes time and it takes a lot of willpower to actually learn how to do this and learn how to walk away. It's not something that we know how to do instinctively. We instinctively want to run towards the danger, run towards the fire. I have no idea why we want to do that, but that's what we do. And one of the things this guy always told me is, oh my goodness, you know what? If I go on holidays, I go traveling overseas a lot of times. Um, 
will you be able to take leave and come on holidays with me? And I said, yeah, my hours are pretty flexible. I can actually do that. Now, for any other female, they would think, oh, my God, he's planning a life with me. I didn't think that. Even when he moved into his penthouse, which was very unimpressive, I just didn't like the structure and the way it was done. It was also done as a man cave, so it wasn't appealing to me at all. And when he did it, he showed it to me and said, would you live there? Now, in my mind, I'm looking at is he's asking, would anybody live there? Right. But most females who were dating someone like that, if the guy asked you, would you live there? You think, hey, he's asking me that whether I want to live with him. And that was not the case with him. And I remember we'd go out all over. He'd be an outrageous flirt. He'd be flirting with everybody. He'd always be drunk, which was not my cup of tea, to be honest. You know what? You're a 57-year-old man. Be able to hold your liquor. If you can't, then I'm not interested. We'd go out for lunch. And I remember he was talking about his neck pain and his back pain and how he has numbness. He showed me his MRI. I read it. And then he has the audacity after knowing what I do for a living. He's like, oh, do you know how to read this? I'm like, sure I do. It's a piece of paper. I am a physician. I do do this for a living. So yes, I can read what your problems are and they're not really that bad. And then I did suggest something for his back pain. He's like, oh, my doctor never suggested this. And I didn't actually bother to tell him, your doctor is a family physician. He may not know all of the pain options because that's not what his training and field of expertise is. That is my field of expertise, but it's okay. You wish to disrespect me because you think you are the big alpha male. So there were a lot of red flags. And don't get me wrong, there were a lot of red flags. But this was well before I had evolved and started my healing journey. So I didn't know any better. And I just thought I didn't think that I was going to end up with him. I made it clear to him. But I just wanted some fun. I felt that I needed that attention. And that was coming from my hypervigilant state, my anxiety of having been sexually abused before. And so I didn't realize all of that. And so there were a couple red flags. I remember there were times where he was, he, he'd said some stuff. And I remember I'm very, very insistent monogamy and also condoms because that's safe sex. I don't know what diseases you have. I don't want any of those diseases. Thank you very much. And I remember the one day when he was almost trying to force himself on me. Yeah, so that's almost like sexual assault, even though he doesn't like me saying that, but that's exactly what it is. Um, he's like, oh, don't worry. If there's a problem, I'll pay for your abortion. And I was like, well, that's rude first and foremost. And that's not the reason why condoms are important. And men, I'm sorry, are all of you Canadian men just stupid? Condoms are not just to prevent pregnancies. Condoms are there to prevent any sexually transmitted diseases. And in a later story, you'll find out how ignorant men really are. With the way anatomical structure is, females are more likely to get an STD from a man than a man is from a woman. So men are more likely to spread the chlamydia to us. They're more likely to spread the gonorrhea to us that they have. They're also more likely to be asymptomatic of all these things. So they don't actually even know that they're spreading the diseases all around. A man is more likely to pass his HIV onto a woman then a woman with HIV is to pass it on to a man. That's just statistics. You can disagree on it because you think you're a man, you think you're special, you think you know all of the stuff. You're not medical. You don't know how to interpret studies. So please listen to experts when they're telling you these things. 
or actually educate yourself, not on Wikipedia, but an actual medical journal, because Wikipedia is not equivalent to my medical degree. But suffice to say, the sky would continue. And I remember the one day we went out to lunch and I had a loaner car because my new car was on its way. And so I told him, please just don't mind my loaner car because it's awful. And he saw the car. It was a B-class Mercedes. And yeah, I'm sorry, ladies and gents, I'm a snob. A B-class Mercedes is meant for people who can't really afford a Mercedes, so it's the bottom of the rung. And as a result of that, it doesn't have all those extra little things that Mercedes have that I'm actually used to and accustomed to. Yeah, I'm spoiled and pampered, but I spoil and pamper myself. I'm not high maintenance. I do this all for myself. I like this. This is what I want. I'm going to get it for myself. And so when I went to pick him up because I was going to take him for lunch, um, he got into the car and he's like, oh, well, what's the price of this car? I was like, I don't know. It's a loaner. I have no idea. Right. And that was it. And I was taken aback. I was like, this is a man showing off about his millions and how he's got a boat and everything. I never saw that boat, mind you. So I don't know whether it's a little tugboat, but that's a story for another day. So I remember we went out and he went to smoke. So that was the other thing that was another red flag. I, like I said, I was going through a bad phase, ladies, guys. It was a bad phase in my life because I don't like smokers. I get, I, my asthma just acts up with smokers in front of me. So it's not a good thing for me. And so he went to go smoke a cigarette with somebody who was standing in the corner, some lady. And I went to the restaurant and then came out because he was still standing out and talking. And I walked into a conversation and he said, oh, this is my friend, so-and-so. And I was like, okay, Hi. And then he introduced me as his friend. And then she mentioned something about a girlfriend. And I was like, what the hell is he talking? What is the hell is she talking about? Whose girlfriend? And so then I went and sat down and we were having lunch. And then he called his assistant. Now, his assistant was 27 years old, so 30 years younger than him. That's relevant later on in the story. And um, so we go for lunch. He calls his assistant. So his assistant comes and sits there. Then he gets into a fight with one of his friends on his phone because his friend was like, oh, have you settled down and found one woman and everything? And he was getting all annoyed with that. So it's like, okay, this is just weird, right? And so we left. He went off with his assistant. I went home. I wasn't bothered about it. And I remember... The next time when my car came, I was very excited. It's a convertible. I was so excited about it. And I wanted to share it with people who I thought were actual friends and close to me. So I called him the one day. I was like, hey, what are you doing? The sun's up. Let's go out. She's like, why? I said, no, because I got a new convertible. So I want to go out with it. And there was dead silence on the phone. Right? Because all this time he's been talking about some old Mustang that he bought for $10,000 and is coming from Ontario, blah, 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 blah. And I think it was really ratchety and not well taken care of. And there's me buying this. But I was like, I didn't need to tell him all of that. But I was excited and I thought that we had spent enough time together for him to be genuinely happy with me having that. I mean, he's talking about his millions and his boat. I'm just talking about a little convertible. And so he was like, oh, you have a convertible? I said, yeah, I got it and I'm so excited. I just decided on a whim that I wanted to change my car and I'm so glad that I did this. He didn't come. He's like, oh, no, I'm busy this. I was like, that's fine. Then he 
forced himself into my business in terms of I wanted construction done in my new clinic and he was like oh I'm gonna do it and I was I was not happy with that but I let it go and the positive of this was that I met a wonderful designer through him who designed my clinic and I'm eternally grateful to her for that um and I was getting a little more anxious about the fact of him dealing with it because based on what I was seeing, I didn't think that he was capable of actually doing any work and finishing it in a timely manner. And he was arrogant enough not to realize that if you don't finish in a timely manner, I'm not fucking paying you because I will make sure you sign a contract with me properly. It's not going to be unofficial. There will be a formal contract. If you don't finish within a set period of time, you're not getting paid, buddy, until you actually finish all of that work. It's as simple as that. Um, And so... He basically gave me an out because it was so awesome. When I was meeting with the designer and him the one day, he texts and says, oh, you know what? My girlfriend from Montreal is here. So I was hoping she could come. I was like, does she have anything to do with the business? Because I'm like, are you talking about a girlfriend as in a girlfriend, girlfriend or just a female friend? And he's like, no, 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 she doesn't have anything to do with the business. She's learning how to speak English. So I'm like, oh, okay. She's one of those ESL students who basically is coming here to find a rich man, so like a prostitute, basically from one of the third world countries. Yes, I'm being judgy people, but that's more or less what the women are coming here for. That's what they're doing. And so I was like, no, 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 that's not right. She has nothing to do with the business and nothing to do with what we're talking about. So no, that's I'm not comfortable with that. So we had our meeting and then we went our separate ways. And then I was not happy with that. So the next day I had a little meeting with him in the park public area and I was like what's the story about a girlfriend who the hell is this said no she's not my girlfriend I said yeah but you did call her that yesterday so what the heck is that he's like no no no, it's not my girlfriend I was like well you did call her your girlfriend so if you do have a girlfriend that's both disrespectful to me and to her so his usual thing because men love to gaslight especially beta males Um, when they get stuck in a corner he's like well it's not like I'm in a committed relationship I was like no absolutely not but I did insist and my boundary was that if we do have any relations it will be monogamous we don't have to have a relationship boyfriend girlfriend but that's what I want and if you can't do that we go our separate ways and we'll just be friends because I get along really well with you but you're disrespecting my boundary and I said secondly if that is your girlfriend or not your girlfriend you're calling her your girlfriend because that's what she wants to hear and you love bombing her I was like I don't want to have any part of that I don't want to be involved in that at all. So he went on and said, oh, well, I'm not in a committed relationship. I was like, fair enough. I said, you know what? That's fine. You don't seem to understand anything I'm saying. Your beta male status is showing. And you know what? Just be fortunate and grateful that you got to screw someone way above your grade. Now, that triggered him. Everything else didn't trigger him. But triggering him was actually telling him he's not as good as he actually thinks he is. Only mommy thinks that you're that good, right? And he got up, he's like, have a good life. I was like, yeah, same to you. Good for you. What I subsequently discovered is that his 27-year-old assistant was actually in an open relationship with her boyfriend. And when her boyfriend went away for work elsewhere, she'd go shack up with this guy and she'd be sleeping with him. Now, that's a whole other story. And like I said, there's mental health issues there and she refuses to actually acknowledge them and she refuses to seek help for it. Um, 
So I'm not going to feel sorry for somebody who recognizes it and refuses to seek help and constantly wants to play victim. That's not that's not something that I'm here for. I'm, as far as I'm concerned, you recognize there's a problem, you delved into where this problem came from, go and seek help, seek therapy. You live in a first world country where you have those resources. People in other countries and third world countries don't have those resources. They don't be, they're not able to understand grief, go through grieving processes, go through their sexual assault with having somebody actually helping and guiding them. You have those resources in a first world country, so use it instead of buying those three cups of Starbucks every day. You'll have the money if you stop spending all that money on your Starbucks, right? And so that was the final straw. Like I'd already broken it off with him, but when I discovered that, I was like, oh my God, this is disgusting. And yes, I'm sorry, I called him a pedophile. And the person who told me said, oh, no, but she's off age. I was like, yeah, but he knows what issues she's had. And he's basically abusing her and grooming her because he knows that her maturity level is not at age 27. It's as a child when she had the problem and the trauma that actually occurred to her. And he's abusing that. And she's allowing it because she says, oh, yeah, this is what I want. I want an old man to look after me. So you know what? Make your bed. You got to stay in it. You got to do all this stuff. But suffice to say, beta males are really a piece of work. First of all, Here's the tips. Don't call yourself an alpha male because we'll immediately know that you're a beta male. And in future, if somebody tells me that, I'm not even bothering. I'm just blocking you. I'm not call- I'm not responding to your phone calls. I won't even go out with you. I might make you meet me and I won't actually come the moment you tell me that you're an alpha male. Because an alpha male, a true alpha male, doesn't need to tell anybody that. He just is. So that is it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the stories. But I also hope that you learned something. Be safe out there, guys, and see you next week.